It was lunchtime at Wagstaff. Touching butts had been banned by the horrible headmaster Fraun. What? No, 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 no! Suddenly, Tina Belcher appeared in the doorway. She knew what she had to do. She grabbed Jimmy Jr.'s butt and changed the world. Okay, Tina, that was a great story. Now let's pass back the mic. Everyone began to touch each other's butts. Omar touched Jocelyn's butt. Chad the zombie touched the butt of that girl with the frosted hair from my art class. I think her name is Christy. It's Katie and ew. Even the horrible headmaster Fran touched Miss Jacobson's butt. What? Why? I don't. Not, not yeah. <laughs> Everyone touched each other's butts, and it was great. <laughs> I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, as always, Vampire Lars. How's it going? Oh, hey, money. Why am I a vampire? Because I can't see you. Oh, bleh. Yeah, you have, you have I, no I, reflection. I lurk, in the, I lurk in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, um... You just you're like, remember on Instagram when that was like when everybody solved racism by just posting a black box? Oh, right. Oh, there, yeah, I forgot we fixed that problem. Yeah, yeah. It, that was all it took is everybody just was like for one day. We're going to post this this black square. That'll uh, show them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know I mean, if people know you and I do the show. Uh, remotely because we live on opposite coasts and uh, normally I can see you but for some reason uh, beyond the grasp of you or I after much troubleshooting uh, I I can't see you so I don't you yeah, can see me and I'm, I'm I'm wearing a very fancy hat so do you want to describe the hat to me and the listener I'll close my eyes oh, and I'll oh, okay sure 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 it is a <clears throat> it is a uh, tweed Ooh. Um, fedora made by, I'm just looking at inside on the lining here. It's a very old hat. Um, Adam of New York is, uh, the brand and it's an old crumpled up wool fedora that I like. I don't wear it out really. Um, because, uh, well, you just heard me describe it. Yeah. So, um, but I wear it around the house. It's, it's a, it fits my head perfectly. And as you know, I have a, um, you being afflicted with the same thing, uh, I have, which is a big fat Celtic head. Yep. Yeah. That's why I, I, I mean, people who know me know this, but for a lot, a long time in Baltimore, uh, I would just wear a newsboy cap everywhere I went. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of abandoned in L.A. only because it's so hot here all the time. It's yeah, like, you can't you, you can't cover any more skin than you need to. Yeah, it's just that that like wool, it's like wool newsboy hats are like you can't. They're nice yeah, in like Baltimore winters, but no, absolutely. Yeah, no, you can't. No, fuck all, fuck all that. But yeah, I, I am wearing I'm wearing the hat. 
Nice. Um, is that I? Yeah. What I got from that because you say you don't let, wear it out of the house. I just imagine you're in your home pretending you're Indiana Jones. Like that's that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. It, you know what? I do. I do. It, it it does not look anything like an Indiana Jones head, but I do pretend I'm Indiana Jones as I as I have since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I would put on my um, my dad had this old uh, great big fedora, and I would put that on with a um, with like a like a poofy vest, you know, like Indiana Jones used to wear. Yeah, uh, but I would wear a poofy vest and then moon boots. And that was my Indiana Jones costume, and I would run around in that, and that would be Indiana Jones. <laughs> he, Indiana Jones did have a fedora, right? Is that technically like what his hat? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a, a leather hat, though, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Can, canvas, at least, but I think it might have been leather. No, I. That, you just reminded me, too. There's a, there's a photo of me as a kid that is, like, super embarrassing to look at now, where I, that's exactly what I was doing, because I, I remember that that's what I was doing. I, I was dressed as Indiana Jones, but the way that I was dressed as Indiana Jones is I, I had some kind of brimmed hat. I don't even remember what it was. And a bathrobe, like a tan <laughs> bathrobe. And I'm, like, in my front yard. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> like just pretending to be Indiana Jones in a bathrobe. And in a bathrobe. Probably like a cowboy hat that my dad owned, ironically, or uh, something. So I don't I think, I think, do we have the number for the Murphys? Because uh, the little Murphy boy is on the front lawn in a bathrobe yelling about things being in a museum. <laughs> and that's where they belong. I, I don't know. I, I think we might need to just tell them. I imagine they just closed the blinds. I yeah. mean, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Someone took a photo of me. So clearly, <laughs> clearly adults Christ saw almighty. me. Yeah. Maybe it was Halloween. You were probably, knowing, like knowing you, you probably found an adult and was like, you need to take a picture of me in my bitchin' ass Indiana Jones I look amazing right in my memory. <laughs> and I'm sure if you capture this, I'll look as great. <laughs> I this think should that, definitely be immortalized right yeah. now. This will never be embarrassing because it's so boss. Yeah, part of me wonders if it was like a Halloween thing. Knowing me, it probably wasn't. I think I probably just did it. But also, God, if I wore that around the neighborhood for Halloween. Incredible. <laughs> you were probably, it was probably adorable as hell. You would walk around in your bathroom and people would say, oh, that's just, uh, it's just the Murphy kid from down the street. He thinks he's Indiana Jones. He runs around. It's really cute. But there's some, something wrong with him, though. <laughs> I also want to point out, too, that just like, because we never... I imagine you were probably this way too. We grew up in in somewhat similar circumstances. We grew up near each other, but like I never had like real Halloween costumes. <laughs> like, you know, never proper like store bought. Anything I wore was very put together by Yeah, yeah, no. When I was um one of my earliest memories was being in the first grade and my mother had bought a um bought a pattern and sewed me a felt costume, and I was Peter Pan. <laughs> and um, I just remember that costume being so legit, and she put it together herself. Now, if I were to see it now, I would say, oh, she did a great job, but it really was just like, it was a felt thing that I just threw over my body, <laughs> and I guess it was cute. <laughs> but no. that was like the the only legit costume I ever had. Yeah, the rest of them were just like there's crap around the house. And don't forget my my folks were in, you know, I grew up in community theater. So there were costume pieces around that I could put on if I if I wanted to, but I don't know. I never there was no store-bought costumes. 
uh, costumes yeah. happening in the uh, the periwinkle household. <laughs> now, that, that reminds me, too, when I was it, like, I don't know if I've ever told this story on this show, but when I was in kindergarten, so our school, my elementary school had a talent show, but the rule was that you had to be like first grade through fifth grade. You know, you could be in the talent show. If you're in kindergarten, you were too young. But this is all on me. I discovered that we had it. And then I was like, I want to do it. And um, so the thing was, my my mom being like supportive and being my, <laughs> just who she is, was like, what they're telling my my kid that he can't do this thing that he wants to do. So she like <laughs> went to the school and like basically was like, I want my son to. And like. <laughs> I know she My said, like, son will be performing in the talent show. Well, that's what's funny is like she said, like looking back that they definitely thought she was some kind of like stage mom of like <laughs> my boy will be on. But it really was just because like my heart was weirdly set on it. Uh, but I, I got up on stage in kindergarten and I sang my name is Stegosaurus. Uh, I'm a funny looking dinosaur. Like it was this whole song. But like I, I had a very much the same thing where it was like. A homemade costume where I basically just was like draped in green fabric that like, I think I had a tail. But other than that, uh -huh. I was just like, I might as well have just been wrapped in blankets. Like, it's just very like drapey green. Like, ah, that's a stegosaurus. It's fine. Well, I think I'm speaking for our whole audience when I say, uh, you know, let's hear that song. Oh, it's uh, my name is Stegosaurus. I'm a funny looking dinosaur because on my back are many bony plates and on my tail are more. Sometimes another dinosaur will come and something like come and start a fight. I don't ah, shit something. It's like I use my tail. It has four long, long spikes or some shit like that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't practice man. it in front of my mirror. Every week. <laughs> I'm pretending not to know the words right now. <laughs> it was something like that. The funny thing was, it was like a thing that we had learned in our class. Uh, and so I remember, too, that the rest of my kindergarten class, when I was on stage, they were watching it. They were all trying to do it, too. And our teacher was like, no, no, no. Let him like, like they were all joining in. Oh, right. right. Shut the fuck up. It's his turn. It's yeah. his turn. <laughs> Bastards. No, a kid's performing dead silence. <laughs> and don't laugh <laughs> not funny it's a very serious stegosaurus song did you ever like when did you start uh performing and stuff because we did high school theater together you and i but did you i mean because like you said your parents uh were very involved like what's the earliest thing that you like got up on stage oh boy and did? yeah um jeez, uh, man um I think like you were there at the, 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 the beginning because I was, I was involved in theater for as long as I can remember doing, you know, backstage stuff and hanging lights and running sound for shows and all that. But I didn't get on stage until high school. Like I just didn't, I had horrible and still do have horrible stage fright. Um, but, uh, yeah, the first thing I ever did um, I did two, you know what? Yeah, it was, it was two things almost simultaneously. I was in a production of Jesus Christ Superstar, not the only production of Jesus Christ Superstar that I ever did, um, both directed by my father. And, um, around that same time we were doing, um, shit, man. What was that play we did together when you played my dad? Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, it was that yeah, old ass play. Charlie's aunt. It was the very Charlie's relatable 
to high school students, uh, you know, <laughs> modern high school students, the very relatable play where it was. So this was a setup. It was a British play. And um, yeah, it was you. And was it Tony? Were you the two? Uh, like you were college students and you wanted to go on dates with girls, but you had to have a chaperone. So our friend Anthony <laughs> played one of your friends who dressed up like um i guess it was tony's aunt and then because he was who was charlie in the play and then he, right. he dressed up so it was a man dressing up like a woman which as we know from all british uh yep. thing is hilarious to british people always funny yeah uh and then i played your dad and i was poor and wanted money <laughs> So I was, just, I knew, I knew that Charlie's aunt was rich. So I decided to uh, try to seduce her, aka our friend Anthony. And then uh, the real Charlie's aunt showed up. And then when she discovered that someone was pretending to be her, she pretended to be someone else. Classic British farce here. Uh, and then I fell in love with her, but thought she was like I wanted to be with her. But I was still trying to seduce the fake Charlie's aunt, Man, even though I was you, in love with the real You really Charles. remember more that I didn't even remember that plot point until you brought it up. But yeah, you were um, you were retired British military. Yes. And like you, I think you were complaining that like you couldn't live off your pension or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're doing this in high school and there's this, you're playing an old British military dude who's like, I had a, I, I need more money than the pension can provide. Yeah, I, that, that's really, yeah, like, it just, and it went over exactly how you would imagine that went over to a high school crowd. Because one, yeah. I'm sure we did it terribly. And two, like, it just was very, like, you know, was it like early 1900s British farce? Like, none, none of it was relatable. None of it, like made any sense yeah because yeah i don't god like yeah oh no and also but also charlie charlie was not only um dressing up as a woman and pretending he's a woman but also he was trying to woo an oh, actual woman so he right. had to go in between being himself and being a lady version of himself right right yeah there was that there was a lot of quick because yeah because the two of you were trying to date women and he was trying to date a woman but also <laughs> pretending to be the aunt and then i was trying to and then like i don't remember the end but i imagine it's like british comedy so probably everyone ended up, i think i married the real aunt or something i don't even remember something like that and then you and i had that sex scene look the point is <laughs> that was off stage though that was just yeah that was that was all state we just fucked we just did um but, but really like describing all that it makes it sound interesting but it really wasn't that interesting no. it was very very stale white toast no and yeah and again like we couldn't relate to it we were just doing the most wooden dialogue totally. i'm sure i remember i remember asking uh, the the director our you know theater teacher like what What's the joke? Like, I would just deliver the lines and she would say, no, you have to do it this way because that's a funny line. And I would say, I, what part of it is funny? Like, for real, I'm not trying to be a jerk off here. Like, wh what? Where's the joke in there? I don't get it. I don't get why I'm saying these words. Yeah. No, I don't. Did you yeah. did you do West Side Story or you didn't? 
Yeah, man. I was action in West Side Story, right, right, right. baby. Yeah, because that was like the next one, right? Like that was, yeah. Because I've been thinking about that a lot, obviously, because there's the new West Side Stories coming out this year. Yeah, it sure is. What a colossal waste of time that'll be. <laughs> I mean, they nailed it. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. They made the perfect movie in the early 60s. I don't know why we're doing this again. No. Yeah, I don't I don't either. That was a, I kind of had that since in high school. <laughs> I don't know if you had this, but I remember that. Like I remember when we did the play. Like I don't know if it was on our own or if it was part of like doing it that we like I remember I watched what, like I had seen it before, but like I watched West Side Story because I knew we were going to be doing West Side Story. And then watching right. it, I was like, why are we trying? <laughs> like, we're in high school. Like, we're not going <laughs> to like, we yeah, can't totally. do this. <laughs> totally. I remember looking at that because I was in band <clears throat> and um, we got the sheet music for it. And I mean, it's it's Leonard Bernstein. It's Bernstein. Yeah. So I looked at the sheet music and I was like, you know, at that point I had been. um. I had been in band since you know, the fifth grade. So, you know, probably whatever, eight years or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't get this. I can't, I don't think I can play this. This is really advanced. Wasn't that, was that the one that we had to use karaoke tapes? Like you had to use karaoke tapes and it wasn't, look, the music was hard. Yeah. Under the right direction. We could have done it. Our, um, our band teacher at the time was a colossal prick. Which he is hard was, to imagine. It's hard to imagine a really uh, arrogant band uh, teacher, but man, he did it I, somehow. Like I'm watching Whiplash and I said, look, it's not, <laughs> it wasn't that far off. No. Like he didn't, he didn't actually <laughs> slap us and he did not curse that much. But seriously, that's, that's how that man, you know what? I, like, you know. It it doesn't matter that much anymore. Maybe he's changed his ways, but his name was John Boyd and he was a fucking shithead and yeah. he would berate us. He well, would demean students individually in front of everyone. He was a col colossal cockhead and he could not get, he couldn't get us to play this music. There was just no way. And I, you know, he was also a young guy. He had just started teaching and stuff like that. Maybe he mended his ways. I don't fucking know, but I can tell you he was a fucking nightmare. That guy, worst yeah. teacher I ever had. Yeah, because I remember too the my senior year, um, we did uh, Little Abner, and I was um, the villain, General Bull Moose. I think was like my yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but so I was the villain. But the thing was in that one because that was like the next year, I think. And uh, so for that, the the band did the music, but uh, like. I had this solo and I, you know, was terrified to do it. I never had a, like, you know, in West Side Story and stuff, we had like little, like maybe one or two lines or something that I would sing. But, you know, as you can probably tell by my name is Stegosaurus, I've never been like a super, like I did chorus in middle school, but I've never, right. I would never call myself like a strong did singer. Did you have a, did you have a song in that show? Yes. Yeah. So I had a song and it was called Progress is the Root of All Evil. And oh, oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> and it was so here's the thing. My character spoilers for the little Abner musical, if people haven't seen it, but I was the <laughs> villain. Uh, but I get caught at the end and I'm literally like in handcuffs and they're about to cart me off. But before, you know, as all villains do, before I get carted off to jail, I want a moment to sing a song <laughs> to the audience. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and my song was because I was a rich guy. So it was progress is the root of all evil. Uh, but the th so here's the thing, like. This song, it's just me singing solo the whole time. And this guy, 
did not give a shit about this song because to him, it's a song at the end. Only one person is singing it because there's like all these numbers that have ensemble like so every time there was rehearsals, it would only be the ensemble stuff. And the other thing is me being the villain meant that I was only in a handful of scenes, you know, normally like everybody else would be in every scene and then me and like three people like I'd pound my fist on a desk and be like, why do we not have little Abner yet? Or like whatever the <laughs> fuck, you know, like, but that was it. Like I was cutaways. Like all of my scenes were just like me yelling at subordinates basically. Right. So, so I had a lot of downtime literally. And I wish I could remember her last name, but there was a, a girl that she, she worked on the play. She was doing like tech, but she w- was knew how to play piano. Um, just for, you know, she knew. And so I'd have all this time where I would be at the practices and she could read the sheet music. So she would play it for me. And every day I would practice this song on my own because again, Boyd does not, he doesn't know I exist. And so she's like playing the notes. Uh, but the thing is like, you know, she's a high school you know, she's in high school. She's obviously a very talented piano player for a high school student, but she's like, you know, sight reading this music. So the way that she played it was slow, but I learned the notes so I could sing it like comfortably. We didn't run through that song until it was like tech rehearsals, like the week of the play was the first Christ time almighty. was the first time I ever got to be on stage with Boyd uh, with him uh, conducting the band to play the song. And it was faster than it had been when she when this girl Jackie had done it and so I had a little trouble keeping up he had the nerve to yell at me for not knowing it when like again if I hadn't been doing it on my own I would have stared at him blankly like I don't know how to do any of this (laughs) fucking jackass (laughs) yeah like you're only getting this good because I've been practicing by myself every day (laughs) like but yeah he had the nerve to be frustrated with me because I didn't know the tempo of a song when like you know I just had like I was lucky that someone could at least teach me the notes on my own yeah yeah, that's him. That's him. That sounds right. Yep. Because also, I couldn't read the music. So, like... <laughs> right. I only... Oh, did, did you not read music? <laughs> no. Like, I did chorus and we learned, uh, like, E-G-B-D-F are the names of the lines in the treble clef. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, like, I, I needed someone to tell me, in all honesty, like, what the notes were. <laughs> like, I yep. needed to hear Every them. good boy does fine. Yeah, yeah. Or deserves fudge. Oh, yeah, I guess they could deserve fudge. I think that was how we were taught. I don't know. F A C E. The the spaces are easy. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we before that we had a guy. Since we we talked about the bad one, uh, Overholzer, who uh, did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, yeah. which was his dream to do because he had done it in high school. He was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Mr. Yeah. O. Yeah. Mr. I don't even. Do you remember his first name? I don't think I ever caught it. I don't. Th- I, yeah. I just know Overholzer. Yeah. I Yo, do Overholzer, know. baby. Yeah. Yo, if y'all, if anyone out there listening has a line on Overholzer, I would like <laughs> yeah. to shake that man's hand. He was amazing. Mr. Overholzer was incredible. Mr. Skoronsky was incredible. Like you always, you remember the really bad ones and the really good ones. Also, what was, uh, since we're just shouting out to our high school teachers who I'm, I hope are all listening. Was it Mrs. Davies? Miss Davies? Like who was the Ms. art Davies. teacher? Miss Davies. Art teacher. Yeah. 
She yeah. was amazing. Like all of our. She fl- was. You know what? I could. Yeah. Pro- I probably have a line on her because um, uh, uh, our friend um Jenny was got got to be really friendly with her, and I bet she still keeps in touch with her. So I might ask her about um Miss Davies because she was she was really great too. No, yeah, and she like yeah, she would do all the like flats. She like the art students would come in and paint. Yeah, I never like, b- because I was um because I was in band. I never took her art class, but I knew her from all the work she did in the theater. She was great. No. And also, also let's not forget um uh, Ethan's dad, Dale, who did not work at that school. Yes. who was a retired firefighter. <laughs> yeah, who would come in and help everyone. And teach everyone to build sets. What a fantastic guy. I haven't seen that guy in a minute. I usually yeah. see him like once or twice a year, but Dale's uh, great too. Well, also my dad, uh, too, who came in and like would help with the sound as totally. well. Totally. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Scott standing in the back there teaching yeah. kids how to he, use a fucking soundboard. I didn't want to. I mean, uh, since we're here now, I'll go ahead and admit it. My dad was the one who bought the karaoke tapes because he was like <laughs> yeah. trying to run the sound. And he was just, my dad who like has been he played in band since he was 17 like my dad knows sound stuff the the only reason anyone can hear this show right now is because i was raised by a man who always had recording equipment it's the only reason i know how to do any of this uh but uh yeah like he just i remember him like driving me home after practice one day and just be like oh they're not they're not going to be able to play this music. <laughs> <laughs> the drums are all wrong. <laughs> oh, man. I was such a dick, too. Yeah, because my dad was a drummer. And so all I would do in high school was, again, my dad's volunteering his time to run sound for the plays that I'm doing. And I would learn, uh, like, drummer jokes because, you know, all the band. Like, how how do you know if a drummer's at your door, then the knock speeds up? Like, I had learned all of those. Oh, boy. Yeah. Good stuff. How do you uh, how do you get a, a drummer to to play to play more quietly? Uh, you put sheet music in front of them. <laughs> do you know the meanest one that I still remember? <laughs> What's yo? How do you tell if the stage is level? Hey, how the, the drummer is drooling out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my dad did that too. I don't because didn't uh. <laughs> I think Ethan's dad did that too, right? Where like he continued to volunteer even after Ethan graduated. Cause my dad, you know, he like, seriously, I don't think, and my, my concept of time is kind of jacked up, but I think he legit was building sets for that high school until like five years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we graduated turn of the century. Yeah. Cause my dad did that. Cause again, like I said, in middle school, I was in uh, like chorus and same thing. My dad would always come in and run the sound. He just continued to do that. Uh, like well after I graduated until, uh, cause that woman was amazing too. Uh, Miss Mazio. Uh, he continued to run sound for her. She even went to, I think she went from my middle school to McDonough. And I think my dad followed her to mcdonough and continued to run the sound i think basically oh, man, to she... the rival high school jesus christ but i somehow he was doing that and well i think that was after we graduated that that uh she went there but yeah she was awesome um too wow yeah i didn't expect that we were gonna spend this long yeah a little walk down memory lane that i mean fun, if though. you if you really want to if 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 y'all really want to know what kind of small town we grew up in um uh Ethan's dad, Dale, that we were just talking about, was taught music 
in elementary school by my grandmother. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, yeah, if you just want to talk about it, too, the the high school that you and I went to is the same high school my dad went to and my mom. Like they both. Yeah. Yeah. They went my there and my some uncle of the, went there. Yeah. Like literally the my guidance counselor was my mom's guidance counselor. Christ almighty. Yeah. He was just as good when I had him. The man who looked me in the face and told me, well, you have pretty good math scores. You should be an engineer. And I looked at him. I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> and he was like, but your, your math scores. And I was like, yeah, buddy, it, that's not ever going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no fucking like I, that. You know, I, <laughs> that reminds me of when I turned um, when I turned 18 and all five branches of the U.S. military called my house, wanted to talk to me about my future. And I'm like, look, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, man. I, I, when I say you don't want me, I'm saying you don't want me. Yeah. I, I had that too. Cause my, and my brother was in the army. And the funny thing was like, <laughs> my brother was telling me like, you don't want to join the military. <laughs> like, and so like I had the army recruiter who kept harassing me. And I told him that at one point I was like, yeah, my brother like says, uh, that you shouldn't join the army. And he was like, maybe he's not good at the be like, I was like, this is your tactic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a pitch. <laughs> well, um, sounds like your brother's a pussy. So maybe if you're not a pussy, you will join the military. Yeah. Christ almighty. Just think of what our lives could have been, Lars, if we had only joined the military. So many push-ups. Yeah. I don't want to do all them push-ups. Because also, we would have gotten in like right before 9-11. So, I think that, yeah. that was and a good time. Yeah, we're going overseas and I wouldn't have these um, glorious titties that are hanging from my chest right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like my titties. Like, And I, I mean that fully, like nothing but respect for people who have served in the military. My, my grandfather uh, was a colonel in the Air Force, like all of that. But I just, they don't want me. Trust me, you don't want me in the military. Like... Yeah, no, I like I there was only one time I heard my grandfather talk about when he landed on uh landed on Normandy. <laughs> and it sounds like it was really shitty. Like I don't want I would be in one of them situations. Is that oh man, is that the case with Normandy? It's one of those weird things cuz like you never see it in movies or anything. So I always heard like <laughs> Normandy Beach. I always thought that sounded nice. Apparently not, apparently not very nice. Um, maybe we should get like, I don't know, Spielberg or Tom Hanks or someone. Yeah. To... Like instead of, instead of doing this, like remaking West Side Story, we already got a West Side Story. Spielberg, what if you, uh, you know, just like maybe, maybe you film that. Would you film some Normandy? Yeah. And I like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks does a lot of that military stuff. So he'd be That's good. the only way we're really going to know what happened in World War II. You know who else they should put in there? Yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, since you evoked the name Ethan, I regret uh, to inform you that he continues. Did we get a voicemail? He continues to use our voicemail. <laughs> so he's the best. Here we go. Okay. Guys, yeah, just call to say hi. The number's still working. I'll keep calling. Hope I got it in before this week's show. All right, fellas, see you. That one is very nice and subdued, I feel it like. It was really nice. It sounds like 
seriously, it sounds like he called to check in so he <laughs> could like go to like, so he could sleep, Bill. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, let me make sure they're okay before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's very well. He's a dad. I think did that. He is. He is. Uh, but yeah, that was that was nice of him. I also, Ethan, and everyone else. I encourage you to continue to leave us voicemails if you want. A hundred percent. He's literally texting me right now. That. Um, he's, he's like, I did you to, get that? I have to tell you, man. Um, uh, we're we're just exiting. Uh, we have just exited the spooky season. <laughs> um, Fuck you. And now we're in uh, a turkey gobble gobble season. And, it's turkey um, season. It's not turkey day. It's now a season. Oh, it's a it's a turkey season, baby. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we, uh, my wife Julia and I. My wife. We. Um, oh boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were um, we were taking care of. Uh, we had some house projects going on 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 Halloween. We weren't going to do any Halloween stuff, but then we remembered that one of our uh, one of our bartender friends had this great Halloween costume. He was talking about, and we said, "Why don't we? Why don't we throw on some?" When we throw on our costumes, let's go down to Fells Point and let's see Adam in all his glory in his costume. <clears throat> so there we are. Uh, Ernest P. Whirl and Snake Pliskin walking down to Fells Point together. Who who was who? Yeah. Who do you think was who? You were Ernest. Of course I was Ernest. Yeah. I'm not badass enough to be Snake Pliskin. Yeah, My wife yeah. was Snake Pliskin. She's yeah. great. Um, so we went down to see him. Okay. Adam, Adam was turd Ferguson. <laughs> funny name. <And> when I say <laughs> it's a funny name, when I say Adam was turd Ferguson, I mean, he looked just like turd Ferguson. He had a giant foam cowboy hat on and he did not break character. Oh my God. People would walk up to the bar and he'd go, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> and, uh, uh, just for fun, every once in a while, I'd say, hey, Adam, that's eh, not my name. <laughs> <laughs> Turd Ferguson, can I get a refill? <laughs> he was fantastic. That, no, that is that is amazing. I want to see photos of that, of all of you, for sure. Yeah. Oh, it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have a page to post it on? Like, do we, we don't have this, this show doesn't have social media, does it? We have an Instagram. I can, Do I can we post, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Hobo yeah. Radio has an Instagram? Yeah, it's a uh, Hobo Radio podcast uh, ah. on Instagram. Yeah, we we have a pretty okay. decent following like on Instagram. Get the fuck out of here. Do we really? Yeah. Well, I will I will send I will send you the pictures and you can post them. Yeah, no, I and I um I don't know if you saw too. Well, apparently not cuz I don't think you spend a lot of time on Instagram, but uh Molly and I actually made last minute. We weren't going to do anything. And then like day of, we were both like, oh, I kind of want to like dress up. Wait, no, I saw you. Yeah. I saw you. Were you, were you Orson Welles? Yes. So. Okay. I did. Look, I know it's this year's most popular Halloween costume, but <laughs> I was Orson Welles from the 1975 film F for fake. <laughs> His most well-known film. But no, and it's funny because when you were talking about your fedora, I also like I'm wearing a fedora, which yet like a black one and gloves. 
and he's doing this thing like it's doing the like I squish your head kind of thing with his own eye. Oh, sure. 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 Yeah. Sure. That was like the pose. But that the movie's great, by the way, Effort Fake. But that was that came out of necessity of just like, what could we throw together? <laughs> to, Absolutely. Yeah. And no, then, I think that, that's a good one. And then Molly was uh, she was smart because she dressed like uh, Phoebe Bridgers, who we're both big fans of, uh, because Phoebe Bridgers, when she performs, just wears a skeleton onesie. So Molly went and bought a skeleton onesie and wore it all day. <laughs> Okay, that's red. Yeah, it looks super comfy, and it glow, glows in the dark. So, oh, fun! Them bones, them bones, them dry bones. <laughs> so you know our classic couples costume of nineteen seventies Orson Welles and Phoebe Bridgers, right? <laughs> oh man, no, whatever. Couples costumes are for the birds. Yeah, I do. We've talked about someday. I think she and I might do Jay and Silent Bob. Should <laughs> be fun. Great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, well, speaking of of movies, do you, are you ready for this? So, uh, you, I'm going to guess the you as of this recording, you probably have not yet seen the Eternals. Y'all ready for this? Um, no, I have not. Uh, I yeah, and, and I saw it, and I reviewed it, and I didn't like it, but that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, it's not, not not anyone is liking it, but uh. A lot of discussion is happening because that movie has Marvel's, like the MCU's first on-screen sex scene. Oh, pardon me. Yes. It also has the first uh, gay kiss of any Marvel movie. Really? Yes. Hold up. You're telling me. Steve and Bucky never kissed. In my mind, they have kissed for sure. Well, on screen. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I okay. mean, I mean, if we're saying off screen, then yeah, the first sex scene and the first kiss were both Bucky and Steve for sure. Okay, word. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, but you know, you think like buff Steve Rogers and sure, but like also before that, like when oh, they back were in just Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Like those two. Uh, no, definitely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, so much is being said of this and I, I would just say like, to be clear, because I didn't enjoy the movie, like, again, like you're saying, it seems like everybody kind of didn't, I, I applaud these things. Like these are good things to happen, but they're also, uh, very boring because it's Disney. So I'm sure a thousand meetings happened about like, cause it's like, look, two men press their lips against each other but right it's that's it like the you know what i mean like it's like the most like tv g like kiss you know it's right. like your parents kissing each other like goodbye in the morning kind of like you know what i mean it's not like a passionate like kiss and the sex scene same thing it's like Two people lay down, you know, on a beach missionary style, like with absolutely no, like it's basically just like they're in frame and then they slowly like lean down to like we're standing. Okay, now we're leaning back and that's you're you're describing this way too quickly. If you could just slow it down a little bit. No, uh, like, yeah, I know they they did that. The, what was that shit with the uh, beauty and the beast? Josh, like a man holds Josh Gad's hand. Yeah. And then they cut to his face and he like gasps and smiles. And it's like, oh, my God, a man's holding my hand. Well, and they're like, well, this this is the first like live action gay character. I'm like, what the, what the that's not anything. That's not anything. Yeah. Well, and again, it's like Disney. They seem to like they want to get the credit 
in America for doing these things, but they also film all of them in ways that they're cut for foreign markets anyway. So, like, I guarantee you neither of those scenes made it, like, to China or probably a lot of other places overseas. Like, they just, like, you know, they they want the credit, but, like, they're not... But also, like, I was thinking about this because, okay, you showed a man and a woman lay down on a beach, like, him on top of her. Okay, but, like... I would say a movie that is gayer and more sexual <laughs> than that movie is Thor Ragnarok. And you don't see anything in that movie. But that movie, <laughs> that is a queer, sexy Marvel movie. Is it? Have you seen? You've seen Ragnarok, right? Have I seen Ragnarok? Yeah. First of all. where Where's all the, where's all the gay stuff? Uh, Tessa Thompson, one. Uh, oh. Jeff Goldblum, two. <laughs> Like Taika Waititi, <laughs> he's behind the camera, but him three. Like they're all like <laughs> pansexual, sexy people in like sexy land. Like, just... mean, oh my god. Okay, I I see what you're saying now. Yes, they do kind of they do have that attitude. I just like I guess, but they're playing like non-sexual characters. I'm okay. Well, first of all, Jeff Goldblum has never played a non-sexual character in his life. So you take that okay. back right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you look at him post T-Rex mall and tell me that's not a sexy character. I don't care if Ian Malcolm. Look, likes. I'm not saying they're not sexy. What I'm saying is like they were, they were non-sexual in that no one was ever in any sort of sexy situation. Okay, you purpose. got something different from Tessa Thompson on that flying horse than, than I did. <laughs> So, <laughs> to be clear, look, you're di look, yeah, we're splitting hairs here with being sexual and being sexy. Of course, that shit is sexy. I'm just saying, like, they weren't sexual. Like, they were they were non-sexual beings. They were very sexy people in unsexual sexual situations. Yes. No, I know what you mean. I'm I'm having fun, obviously. Also, now that it, this is occurring to me in this moment as we're talking about this, if I remember correctly, didn't Loki both like confirm that he's bisexual and kiss female loki in like oh yeah he did say something uh, to the effect of being into all sorts of stuff yeah he? yeah like yeah. he it was like kind of vague but he definitely implied like confirmed what people have always like that's always kind of been the accepted like comic book version of loki like that's always been understood but like yeah it kind of confirmed that but yeah i just like I don't know. I'm kind of making, you know, like talking around it. But I also the other thing that occurred to me, because like all of this is like being discussed with Marvel, but also seemingly not getting the press. And since you and I are guilty of talking about Marvel more than DC too, Suicide Squad had like a proper sexy, like sex scene with Harley Quinn and, you know, warlord of country. <laughs> Where she was oh, like, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 She was like wearing that red dress and they, they actually had like a, you know, seemed fun, <laughs> sexy. In yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, so I was bringing all this up too, because like, because this discussion is happening and it's being brought up there, um, an article actually got written for like BBC.com. Uh, and it like, it found that apparently sex scenes are actually, uh, on the decline in, you know, modern cinema. Uh, and they actually cite research that was done in 2019 by writer Kate Hagen, 
um, where she basically went through IMDb and like pulled all the stats. And uh, Hagen found that only 1.21% of the 148,012 feature, le- feature length films released since 2010 contain depictions of sex. That percentage is the lowest of any decade since the 1960s. Uh, and sex in cinema peaked in the 1990s, the heyday of the erotic thriller, with only 1.79% of all films featuring sex scenes. Uh, that half-point decline is massive in relative terms, considering that almost four times as many films have been released in the 2010s as in the 1990s. I'm really okay with that. Really? Those are Those erotic thrillers were... That was a, a very weird time in cinema. I don't, I'm really glad we got out of that. I don't think sex scenes don't need to be in movies. Like I, I know, I know when people are romantically involved and they're, they're probably fucking at times. I don't need to see any of it. You know, like it's, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that like the runtime's already so long. You know, why am, why are we pausing for a couple minutes to like hear some music and then you guys are laying down together and all that crap? Like, unless it's really integral to the plot, then why am I watching you fucking let's, let's get the story moving. I think, um, that one, I feel bad for Julia. Uh, and two, why, why <laughs> we like, do it? We, I do, like, I do it to her a bunch, <laughs> but only if it's integral to the plot. uh no but i my thing and i think that other people you know would have said this too of like it's a weird thing in america because america has always been very weirdly puritanical about sex and you can see that in like uh blue valentine you know got an nc-17 rating because uh you know it had a woman receiving you know, like it had Ryan Gosling performing oral sex on Michelle Williams character. Like, right. Uh, but we're super cool with violence. And I think that's what a lot of people point out, too, is like, oh, I see. I see. So, like, you get these like Marvel movies where it's like, you know, they're they get a PG-13 rating, even though like, you know, I mean, the my favorite of the Marvel movies is about a guy who commits genocide and kills like half of all civilization on every planet right? Uh, and rips uh, one of the infinity gems like out of the head of vision while his wife watches. <laughs> yeah, it's jacked up. Look, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like there's no reason to, you know, sort of vilify sexual intimacy while showing all the violence you want to show. I'm with you there. I'm just saying like, we don't need these long ass sex scenes. Now, if you're talking about nudity, yeah, let's see some nudity. I want to see. I want to see some titties. I want someone hanging dong. Let me see everybody's butt. Let's do that. It's the human form. Who gives a shit? Well, I and just. Then, I, I think all of it. Like, I just. Yeah. One. I think. I think we're really weird about nudity uh, in this country. But two. Yeah. Like, it's just. I don't know. Like, I. It it gets weird because like I'm with you in that like I mean we were ra- again we were raised in the the 90s which is this <laughs> stats find was clearly the golden age and I certainly don't need more movies like wild things <laughs> or like yeah exactly exactly uh, any of those which are those weird like you know soft core porn you know right. presenting <laughs> to be mainstream but I just like I do find it weird that like you can't show people being 
romantic is usually what that means like that and again and i think especially like with queer characters where it's like you want to get credit for like they kissed but you don't want to show two gay people kissing because that might upset someone it is so so stupid someone's head getting blown off sure we're gonna put that primetime network television we can show that but then like you know uh, a man kissing his husband on the mouth intimately before he goes to the store or whatever. Well, I think we need to be running that by um, the network before and getting okay with that. Shut the fuck up. And like, really, I wasn't, it's not that I don't want to see sex scenes. Sure. I- I'll watch your sex scenes. What I'm saying is like, like I like if if the point is to show me that these two people are in love and they fuck, then I can get the impression of that in twenty five seconds. I don't need to see a two minute long. Oh. Y'all are changing positions, and here's some flowers, and the wind's blowing. Give me a fucking break. Oh, I. Can we move this goddamn story along, please? No. And trust me, I as much as I've been giving you a hard time, like I'm with you on that. Like that there, there's a very quick. Uh, diminishing returns, uh, you know, and I, yeah, I would tend to lean towards like my own personal preference being like, yeah, show two people like two adults, you know, kissing and fumbling at each other's clothes. And then you can cut to like, we don't need to see like we actual, see anything, but I do want to see y'all's butts and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Lars wants to see your butts and stuff. I think that's I do want to see your butts and stuff. Also, I'm curious about your pubes. I will, I will, I will look at all your pubes. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> uh, Come on. But right, also, we're gonna edit we're gonna edit that out, right? Nope, no, 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 no. Thing about the pubes. No, 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 no. That's oh. we're leading with that. That's that's what the Shit. episode is gonna be called. It's gonna be called <laughs> Lars says I wanna see your pubes. <laughs> I do. Uh, no, but it's, I, I feel, you know, like, I think that's a rite of passage. I think, look, you know, I, did I need to see Jamie Lee Curtis topless in, uh, the movie trading places when I was a kid and my parents let me watch that movie cause they thought oh, yeah. that it was fine. It's a Christmas for, movie. It's a yeah, Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say yes, that I did. And I'm glad it happened. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I mean, I think that, and again, you and I, we survived watching Dan Aykroyd get a blowjob from a ghost in the movie Ghostbusters, which I feel like we talk about on this show a lot. And that's because one of the the funniest parts in one of my, um, uh, favorite movies of all time, life of Brian is when Graham Chapman opens up the window, full frontal nudity. And there are, there are about 500 people in the square looking at him saying hail messiah well his <laughs> dick is just there <laughs> no i mean hysterical. yeah like the because that's the thing too yeah obviously like you know we got to see like sexy nudity or whatever but yeah like also don't deprive the world of just hilarious male nudity and things oh yeah totally totally but yeah julie is a huge proponent of of hanging dong like she wants to she wants to see she wants to see everyone's dick well like jason seagull like that scene in forgetting sarah marshall like god bless that man (laughs) oh yeah yeah oh my god hysterically funny yeah but like that's the thing he knows that that's funny and like yeah yeah, and also he knows that like he, you know, he he was being dumped and yeah. he's also emotionally vulnerable and being 
physically the most vulnerable a human can be when they're in the nude. Like it was poignant and also hysterical because dicks are funny. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like, he's really playing into that, like, essentially what our nightmares are. Like, we all have those nightmares where you wake up in school and you're naked or whatever, and you got to take a test. And then, you know, you're looking at everyone's butts. I assume that's your version. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) I followed and look, I'm going to admit this. I'm not proud of it. And I know it's not okay. And I'm only seeing it because it didn't come to fruition. But I followed Chaz Palminteri into the bathroom because I thought maybe I could get a peek at his dick. And I'd never seen a famous dick before in person. Um, <laughs> I, I did not. The man just walked in there to wash his hands. Um, I know it wasn't okay that I did that and I'll never do it again. Luckily, oh. you know, no one got hurt by it. Was but that? It was just like, I could see a famous dick in person. Come on. Was that at his restaurant, Chaz? It was. It well, was. Because I'm just saying that because uh, you're good because that was actually, if you read the back of the menu, it says like, uh-huh. if you're eating here, take a peek at my dick. Like that was oh, the- no kidding. Yeah, that was, no that kidding. was his, his guarantee. Oh, I remember that. Doesn't it say like, if you get a peek of my dick, just let me know and then your meal is on, on the house? Yeah. And here's the thing. Nobody's ever gotten a free meal. That's like he's very that, sneaky. He's, he's very, very sneaky. He probably he, he saw me following him up and he's like, he oh, knew. no, he, no, yeah. sir. You're going you're to be paying for the meatballs today, my friend. <laughs> meatballs. <laughs> yeah, I got some meatballs. I got <laughs> one of the things on the menu was you could get two great big meatballs. <laughs> did it come with a breadstick? And uh, did you ask Freud about this? <laughs> yep. And I, I didn't pick them up. I just held up the plate and I, I forced it all into my mouth. What? <laughs> what? Uh, we're almost out of time, but I feel like since we, we've talked about this and we've been reminiscing anyway, what's like, do you remember like when you were young, like what's like the sexiest, you know, like thing that you got away with watching like in a movie? Oh, great. Um, sexiest or just like to you like that stood out yeah like as a kid that felt like oh my god i'm seeing this you know yeah i think well it's it's kind of famous now for being soft porn kind of bordering on hardcore porn actually (laughs) um uh but my dad got uh, a VHS copy of the movie uh, Excalibur, and that's the the story of um, King Arthur um, coming to power in England in medieval times. And the sex scenes in that are like it. I'm not. I can't even say it's basically pornography. Like it is pornography. It's just like not really hardcore pornography. So is it like and, like Caligula? Like were they like added? Those yeah, of- you know what? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fair comparison. It's very reminiscent. I would say, like, yeah, it was. You know, well, they they made a, a they made Caligula. Let's make the the England version of Caligula, which is still. I feel bad. Like that was one of the things, and I one of the greatest things that's ever happened through this site is like I did get to talk to a hero I know of both of us, uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yes. Yes, indeed. But, but like, I remember I asked him about that movie and like, that was such a weird thing because like for those actors, like they filmed their parts and then they added those scenes. Like they didn't even yeah. know that stuff was going to be in there. Yeah. But- I know they, they, I remember an interview with Peter O'Toole where they asked him and he said, they weren't there. I did. not yeah. We didn't know that was happening. Yeah. And that's what Malcolm McDowell said too. It was, it was kind of like they went to the theater and were like, wait, what? Like when, 
Apparently we're in a porno. Yeah, but no. I mean, I thought we were delivering a lot of pizzas, but. Yeah, that I remember that one. And also um, the sex scene between Sarah Connor and Reese. Right. In the first. Yeah, Terminator yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was a yeah. bit. That one for sure. That, that, but I think that's the thing. And it's funny. It even mentions that in that article that I was reading, like just that that stuff was way more commonplace. And I, and I think, like, honestly, it has a lot to do with. uh just the more like, you know, one, I think it's Disney. I'm blaming Disney. Like, uh-huh. uh, but I, I think that it's like that, like thinking globally and thinking for quadrant and movies are much more focus tested and they're afraid to do anything, you know, to. Yeah, they don't they don't want to rock the boat. But because I mean, like, yes, there are a lot of issues and. Um, there are a lot of sensitive issues and there are. um there are groups within groups of people who are way, way oversensitive, um, who are just really just looking like they're looking for an excuse to make a lot of noise because it gets them time and attention and maybe some revenue. Like you're looking out for all these quote unquote landmines, but human, the human body and human sexuality, I'm not saying it's a free for all. I'm saying it's fine. Like, it's just we're people and we have we have dangly bits hung, <laughs> hanging under our clothes and we <laughs> fuck each other with like the, the, the perpetuation of the species. We have to be fucking each other. You yeah, know? We, we all have parts and we want to rub them together. Like, I think yeah, that's exactly. That's normal. I also, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Terminator is a funny one, too, because like they also made that choice of like, you know, again, I love it in science fiction because it's like, well, I mean, they can time travel, but they have to be naked. <laughs> It's like, uh-huh. sure. Okay. Because it can't, what was it? It's like the no inorganic material, but then the Terminators can do it. It's, you know, they do. Look, we all wanted to have to have Arnold time travel naked. Not and to then, mention that, but they are like, none of them show up completely hairless. And yeah. hair is dead, dead cells and inorganic. So we're, we're getting all fucked up there. Yeah. I look, look, James Cameron, we're on to you. We know what you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and still. I in all these years I've I've never seen Arnold's dick. Where is it? Yeah, I really thought I really when I watched Pumping Iron I was like this is gonna be oh the time. shit. I misspoke. I've totally seen that man full full frontal naked. You can find it online. It was from his um, bodybuilding days. He's one hundred percent posed nude several times. I, have seen I, that I maybe dick. I was remembering nice that because maybe I was remembering <laughs> that because I was thinking of uh, Pumping Iron. Like that was what came to mind yeah. when you said yeah. Uh, by the way, you like I be, since I put you on the spot, I feel like it's only fair for me to answer the question. Yeah, please. What yeah. was the what was the one that got you going? Uh, no, I, I tell you, like the <laughs> the one that real. And it's so funny because there's like actually no real nudity. It's just uh, in their underwear. But also, and I, I clearly owe this woman a debt. Uh, but it was also Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, mm-hmm. And also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Holy shit. I didn't mean to tie this together that well. But if you remember the movie True True Lies. Um, oh, man. There is a scene where she and it's meant to be kind of funny, I think. But she does like a strip tease while Arnold watches. And uh, Christ almighty. Yeah. yeah. So like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I, I've, I don't think I've appreciated it, but had it had a big impact on my God. I- Absolutely gorgeous woman. Also, yeah. that was kind of late in the game, man. I want to say True Lies was like 95. But that's not, I'm like teenager. Oh, you wanted like younger than that. Right? I mean, if you had one. Look, I, I, I've, I've said it several times on this show. I was, we, and I'm not alone in this. 
because I've heard other folks talk about it. I was I saw a lot of movies at an age where it was oh. probably inappropriate for me to see same, those movies. Same. I mean, no, I mean, so if you want younger than one, I already said it, but like, yeah, trading places. But then I also think probably if I'm really being honest, it's the naked gun movies because there used to be all kinds of just like random nudity in those movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like. Do it. It was funny because like we had HBO and my parents would go to bed. And so like I could like sneak up, you know, like wake up and like sneak oh, downstairs. And, but, watching, uh, those, the, watching those red shoe diaries. <laughs> uh, no, I did. I watched. A, it's very funny because I feel like this is like getting uh, like I think I probably learned a lot by accident. But I remember being young and I would sneak down and they would show those like real sex documentaries. And I'd be like, oh, real sex. But I feel like they oh, were man. actually aimed at. <laughs> Like people like me to trick me with the name to be like, oh, wow, I'm learning a lot about like menopausal women, like rediscovering their bodies. Like, you know, like it was like weirdly like the things they covered in that show. This isn't a is an erogenous zone for men and women. Yeah. Like it it actually ended up teaching me like a lot of like responsible yeah. like sex education <laughs> stuff. I need apparently I need to be eating ass. <laughs> But yeah, because like you were gonna see like naked people, so I would sit there and watch it. But then I feel like I actually probably learned a lot Absolutely, of like, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like I think that's the thing. So like on my own, I would watch you know maybe different stuff like that. But uh, like with my parents, it was always the comedies. If comedies had nudity, that would be like the thing I'd like get away with watching. You know, because they would just. Like, it would be like, oh, it's a, this is fun. Like when they want it, like they wanted to watch it and it's like, I want my kid to find naked gun funny or airplane or whatever. So like, man, you know. airplane, I remember laughing so hard and I was, look, I was very young, but, um, in the movie airplane, she gets on the loudspeaker and says, um, and and calms everyone down and says everything's fine. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? <laughs> and then the all the passengers start freaking out. They're choking each other. They're screaming. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> you can only see her like between the neck and her waist. A lady with big jugs. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Runs in front of the camera and shakes her naked tits and then walks off camera. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I also, if you remember in Naked Gun, and I remember being very young, uh, there's the autopilot and it deflates and uh -huh. it can only be reinflated. The hose is between its legs. And so the flight attendant has to reinflate it. So her head is between its legs and it's blowing up. And the the uh autopilot has a big smile on his face and i remember my parents laughing and me asking them why they were laughing <laughs> yep, and yep, then yeah that was that was yeah. also an airplane yeah and like yeah i was like what, what why is it funny and they're like oh it's just silly you know it's, they're just it's, being it's, silly they're just being silly don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it like yeah so so probably yeah probably the zucker brothers are most responsible for like a lot of yeah just like random running topless women because I, I think doesn't the car in in the beginning of um uh the naked gun like drive through like a women's locker room or something i think yes indeed yes indeed a lot of gratuitous nudity yep 
Yeah. So point being, like people. Which should be fair. It's like you know what, boobs are also funny. Look at hey, all these big jugs. They're all shaking around. How funny is that? Look, we all have weird, gross meat sacks that we're contained in, (laughs) and uh, they're hilarious. Bodies are hilarious. Um, They are, and you know what? There are there are people of all types that fucking kiss each other, and we need to get the hell over it. Like, is it you know? Okay. Two two people with beards making out with each other isn't something you're used to seeing, but it fucking happens, and it's not a big goddamn deal. Who gives a shit? It's two <laughs> people kissing. Like, if you're not okay with two people, like, I don't know. Maybe you just don't like people making out. That's up to you, but I'm just saying, like, who gives a fucking shit? Also, you, you better fucking prepare, you prudes, because once... Once this COVID stuff is over and everyone's back out, what do you think is going to do? You, have you ever heard of the Roaring Twenties? Do you know what's going to happen? Like everyone is going to fuck everyone. Like as soon as like everyone can be re-released into society, it's it's coming. Gird your loins. Every time I leave the house now, I just put on a condom. I mean, yeah. just in case, yeah, just in case, because I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen out there. I just put it on. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Recommendation. Gotta stay. I'm a married man. I got to stay clean. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't want Snake Plissken pissed off at me. <laughs> Snake Plissken will fuck you up, man. Yeah. I mean, he took down New York and L.A. Yeah. If you want to fuck with Snake Plissken, go ahead. I don't do that. We don't do that in my house. I, by the way, just to tie it all together as we end the show here, think like if I could see any any uh, famous dick, Kurt, I want to see Kurt Douglas or Kurt Douglas. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Maybe I want to see Kurt Douglas. Maybe that's what I just learned. We probably saw that at some point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell. I don't know if we, I don't think we ever saw his dong. No. You see some Kurt Russell dong. Come on, man. Definitely saw a lot of Bruce Willis dong like in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis wasn't shy about that. Excellent butt on that, dude. If I, you know. And we know you love butts. If that's not. If that's not insulting to the man, I don't mean to fetishize uh, Bruce Willis, but excellent butt. Good butt. I think yeah, he'll be fine. I think he's fine with yeah, it. Be all right. yeah. So remember, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> question, <laughs> question everything. Shut up. Call a lawyer. Also, <laughs> Sean Connery died. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
Also, you can see uh, there's boobs in uh, Die Hard. There are some boobs. Yeah, someone's mm-hmm. doing some coke off some boobs. Yep. We did it. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.